Hey guys, it's Fabian and you are listening to episode 27 of the Drink Culture Podcast. On today's show, we have the lovely ladies behind the website purefandom.com. That is none other than Liz Prue and Lindy Smith. If you're asking yourself, what is Pure Fandom? Well, let me tell you, it is your new favorite pop culture website on all things TV, movies, and comics. And fandom, what is that? Well, you're going to have to listen to the episode to find out, but in in kind of broad terms it's it's all about geeking out over your favorite thing um whether that's game of thrones or um i don't know mine is say by the bell but wh- whatever that thing is it's your opportunity to geek out on it so uh they run an awesome website and have been doing it for many years and, and doing a really good job at it so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did they're hilarious and their back and forth is is so genuine you know that they've not only been doing it for a while but are are really great friends as well uh we also get to taste some delicious wine um nothing really over 15 dollars. i don't think i spent over nine bucks on a bottle so uh, we also had a can in a box but uh, a little change up on what we're tasting so hopefully you guys enjoyed this one as much as we did recording it and without any further ado we'll get into episode 27 with liz prue and lindy smith from purefandom.com Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Fabian, and you are listening to Drink Culture, the official podcast of Indianapolis. Uh, across from me is the lovely and sick Jared. Hey, guys. I thought we weren't going to talk about me being sick. Too That's, late. All right. And today we are, are with two ladies of pop culture here um, in Indianapolis. We are uh, interviewing and, and sitting and having a conversation with Liz Peru and Lindy Smith, who run Pure Fandom. Um, so we'll just get into it. Um, if you guys can just tell us a little bit about how this all started, what you guys do and what pure fandom is. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. So I guess we're kind of unconventional for your podcast, but why? Because you guys do a lot of brick and mortar shops. Hey, we're brick and mortar, but on the digital side, we're like, like, like the, the matrix of brick and mortar. It's yeah. a metaphor. Right. You guys are on the upside down. Right. We're in <gasps> bringing it full circle. See what I just did there. I like it. I like it. So, anyways, Pure Fandom is a pop culture website where we focus on a lot of sci-fi, TV shows, movies, comics, and games, but also kind of everything in general. Um, and we started it. Well, and I think it's important to note that its differentiator is that word. Fandom is very important. So everyone that reports on a, not reports, I guess, covers a show or genre, they're the expert in that fandom. So we have like, Once Upon a Time is a huge show. It's also my current maternity binge. I'm obsessed with it right now. (laughs) Um, Our writer for that, she, like everyone knows, all our followers know, Madeline is the Once Upon a Time person. So It's a very personalized approach to fandom. Yeah, kind of curated by yeah. fans. So I'm just jumping right in here. What is fandom? Oh, geeking out. Feels. <laughs> um, like doing what we're doing. Like we started with, uh, Lindy and I um, went to IPUI with Jared. Jaguars. Get, hey, go Jags. Go Jags. Lindy's probably the biggest Jaguar you've ever met. She yeah. loves sports. I even finished college. I'm just kidding. I didn't. Yeah, she hates sports. Um, She's I literally think, a Jaguar. Yes. Yeah. She, uh, her and I were just, you know, we had graduated from college and we started watching The Vampire Diaries and we would text each other during the show on Thursday nights. 
drunk drunk hammered and we thought we were really funny and we kept calling ourselves team teen supernatural dramas because as a marketer I that's a do, great name i do remember that yes was, team tsd yes yeah. okay, TSD, okay. People are like not to be mistaken with team st team s which is what a lot of people thought we were for a while <laughs> um and then you were like i'm just gonna make a blog and then she made a blog which is a tumblr uh, i hope our sponsors don't look that up <laughs> because it's a horrible horrible website in the most beautiful way and yeah we started blogging about true blood and vampire diaries and then one day entertainment weekly reached out because we were apparently the number one influencer for true blood on twitter really and we had no idea wow i um, love true so blood. how i mean yeah. loved I mean, how did they time. define that like did they, was it just numbers related statistics well, the data? so it, it was, was Catherine. remember she reached out one of our she's like our mentor she started um ew community which was like a was kind of like a BuzzFeed for EW. They were trying so to experiment like with other 12? posts. Just, I'm trying to get a time this reference. This is 2014, five 15? Okay. Years ago-ish. Five years ago-ish. I don't know. Three or four years ago. We don't know our own story. Anyways, it was like three or four years ago. It's in our it's in our author bio. Have, we were drunk have that to year. Look. We were drunk that year. She said that in the... that's it. Will, hey, it was the last season of True Blood. It was that summer, and the Entertainment Weekly editors, I guess, were like, hey... We looked up all the top influencers on Twitter. on Twitter, see what they're doing and replicate it. Like reach out to them and see if they'll be influencers for us. We thought it was like a joke. We're like, um, all we do is post. Like, but people thought we were funny. People thought we were funny. And everything we do is kind of like slightly, well, it used to be. Now it's more positive. But it was like slightly <laughs> inappropriate. Um a little edgy. A little edgy. We'll call it edgy. Yeah, we'll call it edgy. <laughs> and um, yeah, we started writing for them and launched their writer community. And we were like, this is cool. We should blow up what we're doing to all people, all writers. And that's what made purefandom.com. So I think that's a neat concept. You just, writer community, right? Because that's kind of what the whole idea is of pure fandom is you have different people writing on different yeah. subjects, right? Yeah. So, well, what we saw with, not to call just Entertainment Weekly out, but a lot of websites where you're having people that you're, I mean, you're paying to write something, but it's not something that they love. So there's not a lot of passion. There's a lot of negativity. And it's a lot of like being forced to cover something that maybe you don't love. So we started putting out there, like now I think we have about 32 writers on our site or something mm -hmm. like that. And we just started putting it out there, looking for writers who want to write about what they love. And um, so we just started adding more and more people on there and now all of our content is kind of created by people just writing about what they love and we always tell them you know if, if it's not fun or you don't love it anymore don't do it because that's how we want to kind of be different we've from been other there sites it's yeah we want people to write about what they love you have fans that are reading this stuff and we want the people writing about it to be fans as well that makes sense it's kind of like tumblr but a little bit more formalized mm. i guess better organized Yes, right. especially with Lindy as an editor. Lindy is the <clears> best <throat> editor ever. She's just, you're a stickler in a great way. I am. Mm -hmm. I am. And, well, our site really grew also when Liz's husband was like, what is this website, teamtst.com? Oh, so we went through a few. <laughs> That's when we first started dating, remember? So yeah. when I first met my husband, I was like, oh, my God, Lindy, I love him. Uh, and her next question was, well, does he know? <laughs> oh and I was gosh. like I haven't showed him yet 
and she's like you need to show him so one night i was like eric i have to show you something and he was just like does she have a penis like what's happening <laughs> and i was like i was wondering what that i was like this is my website and he was like i have no idea what's going on but this is great and then for what was it my birthday he rebuilt it and then we went through a whole rebrand process where we changed yeah. from Team TSD because obviously that was not a great choice nope. to Pure Fandom. So we got a new logo, rebranded, mm-hmm. grew our writers, and Eric created an even more amazing site, which is we figured out was incredibly important to the success of Pure Fandom. <laughs> yes. Your websites are like, well, you know, it's a, it's your brand. Yeah. You know, it's what people see first. It's your first impression, right? Yes. So when you guys did the rebranding, was that on you guys to do that? Or did you guys team up with somebody? Did you have a mentor, anyone you can kind of talk to? Or did you guys just one day were like, how, how did the name Pure Fandom come about? Um, I know well, I just threw out 13 questions. But. We No, you're fine. So um, we were we knew we wanted to change a little bit. And I think we just kind of came up with Pure Fandom. I think actually maybe Eric did. I think everything, the logo, the name, everything was Eric. Was Eric. Um, (laughs) So what you're saying is we should bring Eric in. (laughs) Basically. Well, it was kind of, we decided we wanted to do this and we kept saying like, you know, it's all about like purity and genuine writing. And then, yeah, we kind of came up with pure fandom and then um, we came up for the plan for what we wanted the website to look like. And fortunately my husband works in technology and we, Lindy and I have a lot of experience with, uh, content management systems, CMS. And, um, we outlined what we wanted the website to look like. And then you had a baby. So you were a little busy. So I was like, Eric, can you build this so I can be at the hospital with my best friend? Thank you. And that's how it happened. (laughs) Answer. (laughs) Pretty much. Eric. No, but really, I mean, the stuff that we did was just stuff that we, I mean, we had just learned over time after teaching ourselves. I mean, I had never studied anything about this or, I mean, it was trial and error and it was learning from other people and other sites like our experience with Entertainment Weekly, seeing the things that they were doing. Um, So really it was just sticking with it. And I mean, we did like when we see our writers, you know, we have one of our rules, for example, not rules, but guidelines. Like, hey, if you're going to recap a show, have the recap up within 24 hours if you don't have a screener or an advanced screening of the show ahead of time. Otherwise, your article will get lost in the shuffle and won't get read. Do you guys get screeners pretty often? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, Except for shows like Game of Thrones because nobody does. Um, But I think, you know, when I see them scramble to get their recap up, I remember the days when we would get up at like 6 in the morning when we were... Or earlier than that, writing for Entertainment Weekly to make sure we watched the show, had the recap ready perfect, you know? And it's like, we do that while we have full-time jobs before we go into work because it's, you know, it's what you love to do. So I think we knew, okay, there's something here because there are other people like us that love to do, love to write about shows they love. Let's just kind of build, build our own community for them. And Lindy, you kind of mentioned this earlier what 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 is your guys's education what's your degree in as i mean i don't think either of you are journalism backgrounds right no i didn't mm-hmm. finish college so but i did go Sorry. for a couple years oh i don't care um but i did international studies with a de- uh, focus in development in africa for 3 years yeah so there's that which has nothing to do with what i can see the tie now well, and the, really? And what was Liz, what was your <laughs> you sound serious i'm like waiting for an explanation now <laughs> what were you Communications. Communications. So, I mean, so a little bit of. But that helped. Yeah. 
The reason I ask <laughs> yeah, is because <laughs> the reason I ask is one of the you know themes we see over and over and over again with mm-hmm. the, our guests is just if you want to do something you're passionate about and you love it, just do it and mm-hmm. you'll gradually get better at it and become 100%. really good at it. And it sounds exactly like this yeah. very similar situation with both of you. I mean, we've had a lot of, I mean, we've been tooting our own horns, but we have had a lot of failures. Like it's just all about creating opportunities and learning from them. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think about a major bomb. I don't that know. That we want to I mean, talk I, about. I think. <laughs> you can talk think, about them all. This is an open discussion. I don't know if we've had a major bomb, but I think the one thing, and this is gushing over Liz, that Liz taught me through all this was. What? What did I teach you? Just stop. <laughs> Wait, this is recorded, right? Because yeah, I want to replay well, no, this I told her. you this before. Okay, go. We argue a lot. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. That's a different podcast. So, <laughs> was to really just put yourself out there and go for what you want. Ask people for what you want and don't assume that you're like two small potatoes to get something that somebody else is getting. Like, I'm more on the shy side. I don't mm-hmm. like asking like NBC, the network, if I can have something or if we can get something for our writers. And Liz was always just like, just ask these people. Just do this. Just ask them. What's the harm? And once we started doing that, we realize that say is no. We realize that more people are willing to say yes and help you and give you what you want than people. I mean, we really didn't get a lot of rejections. I mean, still now we'll ask for maybe screeners for something or access to something, and they'll say no. Nah. But a lot of times we get people. I mean, more than you would believe that are willing to to work with us more than we initially thought. For listeners, yeah. screeners. What's a screener? I'm, oh. I'm Advanced screening of an episode. So, like, that way, um, so what's today? So you Wednesday. Can s- so so you last can night, This Was Us was on. Or This Is Us. This Is Us. This Was Us. Was this it's was a us. ghost show. It's, the spin-off. it's a ghost, it's it's a ghost spin-off. show. <laughs> it's a spin-off of it. Um, so our This you, Is Us writer can get the episode a few days in advance. Yeah, I guess. To watch so she it. can prep so a recap. And how like, do they send that? Just a file? Email? It depends. Yeah. It depends on the night. It's sometimes they have a whole website dedicated to press. Sometimes they send oh, wow. you like a super jank file or sometimes. <laughs> sometimes um, they're like, go to this website, type this Ooh, in. You Remember, don't share this with anyone or mail you. Mail you a VHS copy? Uh, yeah, but DVD. <laughs> they, okay. so they have gotten DVD screeners. Like overnight. Like they'll just overnight the DVD and then you'll have like this package at your door what, and you feel super stealth. What's amazing is that people still watch DVDs. So I've got a DVD player <laughs> in my Hell bedroom. Hell yeah. And true story. So this was the other night. My wife and I were just, this was Sunday. So we were kind of just relaxing and she wanted to watch her favorite movie, uh, Bride Wars. And we have it on DVD. Oh, yeah. That That's a great so one. So it's like... Kate Hudson's hair in that is like epic. It's blue, right? Epic. Well, be- before it gets blue. So I to tell you how long it had been um, since we had used this Blu-ray player, I, I went to go... First of all, I couldn't even find the remote. Damn thing was dead, so I had to change the battery. But the holiday was in there. So that means we hadn't watched anything in at least great a film, year. By oh, the way. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's... What? You, I bet you've seen it. Which Kate one? Winslet, Jack Black, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz. They switch houses, London to like L.A. or something, and then everybody they falls email in love, a bunch. and mm-hmm. there's heartbreak, and Jack Black's serious in it. It's really good. You should watch it. I have not seen that. Oh, it's so good. Kate Napkinhead is that what his I'm name sure is? Sure, yes. Yeah. Mister Napkinhead. No. What? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. When Jude Law puts a napkin on his face and then he puts his glasses oh, yeah. on, and he's like. <laughs> I don't remember that part. No, I remember that because he has a kid and Cameron Diaz doesn't know and that like makes him not just the hot guy but someone that's been hashtag humbled and then she falls for him. Classic. We got way off topic. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. By the way, I'm impressed you have a Blu-ray because DVDs. Sorry. Yes. DVDs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I just think it's amazing that they still send them out. I, I think that was I the was point. talking <laughs> with somebody today about like making fun of the fact that they have DVDs and Blu-ray. I mean, <gasps> I wouldn't make fun of you because I know that you're a, a collector. I am not a collector. It's you a difference a between collector. Blu-ray. Okay, you can download on Apple TV and stuff. If you have a 4K TV, they now make downloads on Apple TV like specifically for 4K. So that's great. But if not, Blu-ray on DVD is the best quality. So if you're going to watch Lord of the Rings, like do it right. Don't stream that shit. <laughs> so you guys just, That's fair. So you guys just kind of grew up. I mean, did you guys know each other prior to to uh, university or anything like that? So we went to the same high school, but we didn't know each other. We well, it was actually, too cool. I was not was, too cool. Was, Wait, it, was, was that the scenario? I yeah. was actually a loser. You were not a loser. Liz, okay. You were so cool. I See, this was my story. Sorry, go. Thank you. So I was a huge hippie, and I didn't hang out with anyone from the school because I had transferred from. Did you smoke school. pot? And you put that a little bit closer. In the stoner and lot. In the stoner lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Liz was like on every sports team and like homecoming queen and stuff no i was not i lost to rachel churchard oh, sorry to bring it up and you told me you didn't vote for me i didn't vote period i didn't even put myself in the yearbook i was too busy no we found you in the yearbook remember yeah but the other year i wasn't in there oh, okay anyways we didn't talk then we were friends in college and we didn't actually even discuss anything about this until no, after totally. college when we just started watching weird shows and making fun of ourselves. It just mm-hmm. happened very naturally. And then as we saw that people were actually enjoying what we were doing and that we had a passion for it, just escalated. So do you guys ever fight? <laughs> no, I mean, in a sense, like, seriously, like if you're running a business, business yeah, if you're running a business, you're going to have disagreements and arguments. We've had, a, we've had some fights, not fight, but fights, but I think it's not fights. It's more of learning who like what we're both good at so that way we're happy doing the stuff that's not fun um like you know running a business as you guys both know it's great because you're doing what you love but it also sucks because you have to you know clean the toilets yeah pretty much like no one's what what does my husband always says like you know you're running a real true startup when like you're the one taking the trash out every night like you're the one doing all that so i think when um like perfect example when remember when Eric and I went on our quote unquote baby moon in February and we went to Santa Monica and it was raining the whole time and uh, pure fandom was down for like 40 hours. Like it was just down. So we spent a romantic getaway or I just spent it watching my husband code and (laughs) be on, you know, the phone with the hosting website. So it's like, okay, Eric handles that. Um, and I kind of manage Eric. And then um, Lindy's really great at, like, we found a lot of success through social. And that was all trial and error from Lindy. Like, Lindy's the social queen. And it's crazy because if you look at our personal handles, we, like, don't really have a lot of followers because everything we've done has been on pure fandom. Um, And you kind of run that. Um, I guess I run, I don't know, what do I do? I do all the back end stuff. I have that problem sometimes yeah. too when I talk about what I do. It's so much. And I'm just like, uh, I don't feel like I do anything. But now I get it. But you Everything also feel like nothing. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But yeah, I mean, we just kind of. But you're like my sister, so it's kind of like. Yeah, I think we've had our arguments, but also, I mean, we have the same vision, and we always have, and we've made sure that we're true to that. So I, th- I think it's been. It's been pretty easy. So do you guys have? Did you write up a business plan before you got all this started, or did you guys kind of wing it? <laughs> In our heads. Is there a mission statement? Um, yeah, win an Emmy. 
uh, for our screenplay that's been in the works for ever. No, but for real, I think with Pure Fandom specifically, yes. We had one. It was we want to build a community where writers find their own Lindy or Liz. And it sounds super cheesy, but we use Slack. Do you guys use Slack? Yeah. Yeah. So we have writers literally all over the world. And some of them have traveled from London to Atlanta and stayed with each other because they found friendship through pure writing for oh, pure wow. fandom. Remember when Surya and, uh, was it Zena or Cecile? Surya and Cecile. Cecile from, yeah. from France. From met France. Up with Did they go to Atlanta because of The Walking Dead? No, but um, great reference. It's just Surya lived there. Uh, but yeah, I think um, we really wanted... That was always really important to us, which maybe set us back on the monetization of the website a little bit because we wanted the website to be, we felt that the user interface should be just as important as the content. Because when you go to a lot of these websites, there's ads everywhere, and we have ads on our website, but it's not like in your face. And we wanted the website to run fast. We wanted it to really reflect the writing, and that was a major goal. Yeah. And we're pretty strict about bringing on writers too. And visually uh, it's a, and it's a beautiful website for anybody who's not out there. Go ahead and throw the website out. I'm sure it's pretty easy. It's just purefandom.com, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just all the, the screen caps that are on there, just, it's a very beautiful layout the way you guys have it um, oh, set up. We'll tell Eric. <laughs> I know. We'll tell Eric. That'll make him feel really good. So yeah. you guys, you have 32 writers currently, right? About, about rough, give or like take. That, yeah. Give or take. Yeah. So how do you how do you pay do they pay per article do you pay per subject like how talk about the business side a little bit we don't pay them okay uh so i think um and not to sound negative but it's more of hey we can't afford to pay you for as much as they're willing to write um so our kind of deal is hey we're going to give your super talented, you want to be an expert, you want to build your your rap in pop culture, we'll give you all the tools you need and we'll give you the platform. So if someone wants to be a podcaster, like we pay for business accounts for them to record on. Um, if someone wants to go to a set visit, like we just sent one of our deserving writers, we were um, invited to go to Toronto and visit a couple of the sets of the new fall shows. So we'll send a writer and pay for that. We'll send them to Comic-Cons. Um, we kind of let them live their dreams as a fan, and that's that's the trade-off. Uh, a lot of them want to do this more full-time, or they want to be writers, they want to be in the industry, so this is like a platform for them. We also kind of train them in WordPress, like the back end of stuff. We train them in SEO, we help them with grammar. Um, if they're wanting to improve their writing. And then, like Liz said, the Comic-Cons, we set people up with press access so they can interview the celebrities that they're fans of. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we really support them on social media so that they can grow themselves in their own brand. So that's kind of what we're all about. But eventually, yeah, we want to... <laughs> eventually, we want to pay them. It's it. And that's kind of the burden and the blessing of doing what you love is that the monetization side requires the not so fun stuff yeah so we do make money on ads and we do some sponsored posts lindy and i are hired on as talent at comic cons so we we gain income from that um but we invest 100 percent back into the business as of right now to be transparent about it do so you, do you feel humbled when you guys are talent at these comic cons and everything like Humbled. Well, I just mean, like like people walk around, they probably see you guys and like, hey, I know those girls. Honestly, like, that's, have you ever? That's really nice. But what I love is when 
so we for anybody that hasn't gone to a comic con i mean it's all kinds of stuff it's not never just, been it's not just comics so you've got like a, at the one we're going to austin in a next weekend mm-hmm. so you'll have kate beckinsale there there and val kilmer and wrestling star jason momoa Dude, he's a straight he up is. boss jason momoa and like all kinds of people in pop culture so we won we interview the celebrities when they do big stuff on stage. So they do like 45 minute panels where, you know, attendees can see. And so we interview Ask them. Ask questions and we kind of moderate. Facilitate that. And then we also host fan panels. So we'll have, for instance, a Game of Thrones, a Harry Potter, a Walking Dead panel where people come and we interact with the audience, talk about theories, and we give away prizes that we have sponsored by um, Downtown Comics here. And uh, yeah, so when people come up to us there and they're like, that was so much fun, thank you so much, or you did a really great job, or I've checked out Pure Fandom and I love it, or you know, when people compliment our work and say that we've successfully entertained them in some way, I think that's really humbling. Because otherwise we're all online and it's hard to know if people are really paying attention. So having that face-to-face at Comic-Cons. We found a lot of our writers that way too. Mm -hmm. So people come up and say, hey, I wanna write for you, or I wanna podcast. like our basically right-hand woman, uh, Meg Bonnie, she's a young adult writer, and she started writing for us, and I mean, she's like totally branded herself, like she's a badass. Um, we've also found uh, different partnerships at Comic-Cons as well, which has been super cool. It's just a really, Comic-Con itself is, it's the most relaxed, welcoming environment that anyone could be in. I love it. And how long ago did you guys kind of link up with them and how did that whole relationship start? So we went to... This was like five years ago. Yeah. We're coming up on year five. We went to our first Comic-Con ever and we sat in on a a panel. It was these random people doing, I won't really say, you never know, a panel on a certain show and they did a really bad job. It sucked. It was so bad. We left and we're like, we could do this. We could do way better than this. And we had started our site. So we're like, we should... We know what we're doing. We should do this. Mm-hmm. We'd never seen anything else at a Comic-Con before. I mean, we were not. I didn't even know it was a Comic-Con. It was C2E2 uh, at McCormick Place in Chicago. Okay. Hey, oh, yeah. McCormick Place. And your mom was like, you should go. And we were like, okay. Yes. So she made us T-shirts, remember? <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah. And so we were like, excuse me, how did you get to do this? And they're like, oh, you just fill a form out online. So we started Googling Comic-Cons because there's so many different companies and they have them in cities all over the country all mm-hmm. year long. And so we're like, let's just see what happens. Another time when we're like, let's just put ourselves out there and see if somebody thinks that we could do it. And we're like, hey, can we host like a Walking Dead thing? And we spent forever trying to figure out our pitch. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. We <laughs> well, went. no, remember the guy was leaving care. the company. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guy was leaving the company and he just, he wanted his buddy, who's now one of our great friends, um, he didn't want to like leave him high and dry with no... Uh, talent booked for their programming for all these panels that they put on for attendees so he's like oh yeah sure they're great so we went and remember we made the powerpoint in the car on the (laughs) way up and we went into this room and it was a room for like 500 people and we were freaking out we're like oh my god what i don't even remember what we talked about that day i think i blacked out (laughs) you always black did you guys like practice on each other were you like hey not really we were just kind of like let's do everything those other people didn't do let's engage let's engage engage yeah and we're like let's make it about the audience you know let's entertain them let's make them laugh let's play games with them whatever 
and it was standing room only. We were freaking out. We had like I mean, there was good like panic attacks people after. in there. And afterwards, I think I cried in the bathroom. I'm like, oh we God. both did. It so was, so was fun. it a success? Did you guys it do well? It was a success. It was awesome. It. And they let us start doing stuff, and then they invited us to start doing their celeb moderating. Mm-hmm. And so we just formed a better relationship with them, and now we do a lot of pure fandom branded stuff there. Yeah, to kind of. I mean, it's all to promote pure. Fa- I mean, we love it, and it's awesome for us to be able to interview cool people. But it's all for pure fandom and to promote the site. Mm-hmm. How important was that? Was that one experience there? Did that spawn a lot of the success that you guys have had since then? I think so because it kind of helped us learn that. Ooh, we can do this. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was one of the, like another example is, I like what you were talking about earlier. What are they gonna say? No, you asked. Um, the Vampire Diaries reps, which that was one of the first shows in addition to True Blood that we started writing about. So that show is a very like nostalgic place in our heart. <laughs> and it was the last time they were at San Diego Comic-Con, which is the biggest Comic-Con yeah. of all the Comic-Cons. And you emailed them like the day before the panel and were like, hey, you know, we were Team TSC. We're now pure fandom. We'd love to come in and be a part of the roundtables. We were which n- just a press room where you can interview everybody. Yeah. And they do like and a, actually, like like a red like we carpet are now. type yeah photographs and stuff and we never thought we'd get it and they were like oh yeah we remember you guys because you've been writing about vampire diaries forever and so we got to meet like everybody the cast members of our favorite show and the showrunner it was amazing it was just kind of like yeah we and we were reminded again put yourself out there and i think we always kind of push ourselves to go outside our comfort zone a little bit when we first started podcasting like that's when you talk like this, it's very vulnerable and you can easily say things that you never <laughs> thought you would say, you know? So I think um, that was when we started venturing into podcasting, that was stepping outside our comfort zone. Definitely moderating for celebrities was, oh my gosh. I Terrifying. Was I was, so So scary. this is a subject of mine I want to get in with you Let's guys. Let's do it. Um, so moderating for celebs, kind of explain that a little bit. So you're sitting up there on a stage and s- asking questions based on the show. Yeah. So like, for example, Liz will be doing Kate Beckinsale in uh, Austin in a couple weeks. So they've got a big auditorium and Liz goes up and she'll hype them up. Hey, guys, who's having fun? Woo! Cheer for Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> loves Underworld. She'll yeah. come out, and Liz and Kate will sit on the stage. Liz will ask questions. They'll have kind of an interview, and Liz will also let the fans and the audience line up at a microphone to get to ask Kate questions, and she kind of acts as a buffer, so, you know, to make sure everything runs smoothly and just make sure everybody's entertained and everybody's having a good question and answer session. So we do them, we've done it with really big celebrities on big stages with thousands of people, and then sometimes we do them... Um, with some, you know, lesser known, yeah, yeah, in small rooms, and it's just a very, like, intimate conversation, like, we've interviewed, one of my favorite was, I interviewed a couple of stuntmen, and they, like, that's pretty they, cool, uh, they're, but like, but they had done stuff producer. for, like, Mission Impossible, yeah. like, they're, like, the guys, and there's, like, 10 people in the, 10 people there, I mean, compared to thousands, but, I mean, it's just a really good conversation, and people get to interact with, I mean, you're just there to facilitate a good time for the uh, people attending the con who mm-hmm. love who are fans. How long are those those sessions? Uh, about 45 minutes. And you're coming up with all the questions and, mm-hmm. and, and what's going to be asked. Like, do you reach out to your writers or the experts that write for Pure Fandom to get some of those questions? Do you? Is it just things that you personally want to know, or do you? Like, Combination of researching both. Researching their IMDb. Researching their IMDb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes if it's like 
you know, like I'm doing like Kate Beckinsale. I'm a huge underworld fan. Like I don't need to ask anybody. I have all my questions. I'm also going to see what kind of face cream she uses because my God, <laughs> she still looks 22. She's incredible. I'm just going to be like, I have to get my makeup done that day. Will you do it? No. <sighs> so yeah, we just, you know, we get, get a little bit of both. Um, some people are more difficult where you like, they don't really talk a lot. So you have to like pull questions out of your head and other people will just go on forever with stories and it's just a really easy flow. I mean, or it's hard, they speak too much and you have to find a way to like cut them off, you know, because they're, they'll book these panels back to back. So sometimes it gets a little stressful because you're like, oh my gosh, I have one minute left and you just started this really long story. <laughs> so you kind of learn and saying like, okay guys, we have time for one more question. We always say time for one more because the celebrity will always say, oh no, let's, let's do two or let's finish the people online. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, okay, rapid fire, like trying to make it fun, but also you're done. You're done. Like yeah. you, you gotta go. You gotta get off stage. Who's um, your, who's your favorite celeb? If you had a scenario that you've done in the past. Oh, that we've done or ultimate yeah. dream one. Uh, let's go both. What's, oh, what's your favorite, okay. favorite you've done? You go first. Okay. I'll, I'll have to start with ultimate dream because okay, it's not going to happen in my like. Don't say that. No, because Jason Momoa. Oh, oh my God. That's your ultimate <gasps> dream. That's like Cal Drogo. Oh, okay. Come on, yeah, yeah. Oh my Come God. On, Aquaman. That's your, I mean, that's great, but that's your ultimate dream one. I have a problem. Anyways. Hey, let her that. live her life. Yeah, what? No, but I mean, like, I just that feel I'm like with the, your fandoms, well, like, I'm just surprised. The people that I love <laughs> the, in the Doctor Who fandom, I've already done. I was going to get to that. Okay, all right, sorry, go ahead. She always does this. Oh, my God. Anyways, Jason Momoa, but he's going to be in Austin, and he's not doing a panel, so I don't get to moderate him, so I have to find a way to, like, weasel myself. You should reach out to him and say you should do a panel. What's he the worst he's going to say? I actually did meet him. He called you his little Khaleesi. He, he was wasted. He was wasted. We won't tell the full story. That's hilarious. But it was a wonderful moment. And my husband stood there like, what the hell is happening? And I was about to pass out. We basically told both of our husbands, uh, you can come to this party, but you have to stand in the corner and pretend like you <laughs> don't, don't know us. If that dude, <laughs> you really hilarious. can't do what anything. Can you say? If that he dude was talking anything. to my wife, I'd be like, okay, sir. Now he's like, right? Aquaman is the dumbest character ever. It's so stupid. I'm like... You're just, you just hate Jason. <laughs> That's why he hates Aquaman. Exactly. But anyways, I would love to meet him, but okay. I'm not, I probably won't get to in Austin, so I'm... You will bitter. one you're day, gonna, though. You're going to meet Again. him. I want, what if he remembers me? And he's like, hey, remember that one time I was really it, drunk and I was eating street dogs at that one city? In the, in I that don't one city? think... I, I mean, I'm not trying to shatter your dreams, but I'm going to tell you that's not going to happen. Okay. Who's going to be your person, though, then that... Or who's your favorite panel you've ever If met? I met Zoe Deschanel, I do love her. That would be amazing. Or anyone from Parks and Rec. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what so is? Why are you questioning me? I'm just. Me? Well, I guess you have met all the Doctor Who people. I'm just surprised. Yeah. So Doctor Who is my ultimate fandom. But I've mm -hmm. met uh, Matt Smith and David Tennant. Who David Tennant was like. He's also Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. If you watch that. Mm -hmm. um, and he's in Broadchurch. Anyways, he was absolutely incredible, and he's my favorite person that I've ever talked to. Goals okay. achieved. Well, now, what about you? So yeah, I let's, judge let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, I hope you're I'm just not judging. I'm just surprised. Well, who would you pick open for me? This one. I was going to say David Tennant, but you've already done him. Exactly. Uh, okay, what about you? Um, ultimate uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, most underrated Jedi of all time. He That's your dream? Him. That's my dream. Is it possible? I don't know. I feel like one day it could happen. Like, I just want, I, I just want to meet him. I just think he's awesome. He's totally embraced his Star Wars fandomness, and I think he's the shit. Um, him or Harrison Ford would be like, the best of all time 
Um, it, one, because Harrison Ford's just Harrison Ford and he seems super difficult to interview. <laughs> so I feel like that would be the most challenging interview. It's like ever. just some grumbly old guy. Yes. Somewhere. Um, and my favorite that I've ever done, what would be one of my favorites? I'm we don't, to think we don't know. That's why we asked you. I know. I'm I mean, you me. love David Tennant as well. Yeah, he was great. I, I'm so um, who is he? I think. So he's the doc. He was in Doctor Who, which you probably don't know. But he's also. Did you watch Jessica Jones on Netflix? Nope. Okay. Well, you probably don't know who he is then. He was in <laughs> yeah. Broad, Broad Church. Which is, he was which is in Harry BBC Potter. Show. You might recognize. He's pretty big, but he's a lot bigger in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Because he's British. I'm looking um, up our internet slow right now. I'm trying to think what who's one of my favorites I've ever done. James Marsters. He played you Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've done him a few times. Oh, I think I know that. And guy. that was done him. I've I've moderated he for him. Say that. I know. Like Are you a fan so of the original movie? Mm-mm. Speaking what? of that, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. I did moderate yeah. for her. Yeah. She that was, was super a great nice. movie. He's actually a Scottish actor, David oh, Tennant. Whatever. Yeah, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. But he's from across the pond. That's what I meant. Across the same, same thing. Once once you go over to that area, it's all the same. Yeah, it's all like mashed it all. together. Exactly. You did Karen Gillan, and you really. Oh shit! How did I forget about that? Who is she? Oh, she. We're gonna ask this question. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? She's yes. Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. The blue. There, yeah. yeah, but she's also in Doctor um, Who. So that was amazing. That was probably yeah. Okay, that's one of my favorites. That and um that Matt Smith one because remember that. It was a bit of a shit show, but in a great way. He eventually um, got there. He didn't make it on the private plane yeah. with, like, it was like Tom Chris Hemsworth and, and like, Hemsworth. yeah. I you mean, ever had Chris like, Hemsworth? No, we didn't so, get to do that one. but we were backstage and he walked by us and yes, he is that beautiful and nice. You guys were recently at uh, Flicks Brew House, right? <laughs> yeah, my what favorite. Was, what was um? I saw that on Instagram or not Instagram um, on Facebook. What was that for? So my brother and I host a Star Wars theory series podcast. And after we exhausted every single Star Wars theory out there, um, which took about 22 podcasts, uh, we started doing a Marvel podcast and we broke down all of the Avengers leading up to all the new movies. And um, Lindy, in addition, goes to Flix like we do to see every movie because Flix Brewhouse, if you guys don't know... It is basically a brewery and great restaurant and a movie theater. And I've just only been there once. Oh, it's incredible! It's never just been there. <gasps> I know. It's a, dude, it's a it's a cool experience. It's probably too far there. north for you. I don't go past Thirty Eighth Street. See, I don't go. The below. last post I heard hey, was Twenty Second. I heard kidding. you don't even go past Twenty Second. I live right by where you, we're both on Seventeenth, so we go up there. You can do it. It takes like twenty minutes, but it's carpool? worth it. Carpool. We'll carpool. Cool. Yes, we'll double date. It's awesome. And so my brother and I were recording a Marvel podcast. And on the podcast, we were like, wouldn't that be cool if we did our Thor podcast at Flix Brewhouse before we saw the movie? And it's yeah. another one of those things where you just ask and you, you don't know ask. if somebody's going to say yes. But you're like, yes. hey, can we record in your lobby while we're drinking? Uh, sure. It's another one of those things. It was so awesome. So we had like this Bluetooth speaker set up and people were just drinking at the bar area, listening to us. We had our whole thing set up our podcast equipment and everything. And we just talked about why we were excited for the movie predictions and then went and saw it. So it was, it was really, really fun. So you guys were broad, like loudly broadcasting what you guys were, were doing. Is that what the blue? There was also a bad mom showing. So, um, there were a lot of very loud. (laughs) Yes. We're very loud. Um, but yeah, we had a speaker up and then, um, we did Facebook Live as well. Oh, that's awesome. So we kind of had a Facebook Live thing going, so that way people could watch us that weren't there. It was really fun. So here, uh, 
So when, when you're watching something, you know, if it's your fandom, the thing that you're obsessed with, how many times are you watching it? And are you watching it for different reasons every time? Like, can you even watch something to enjoy it without having to like study it and break it down? Yeah. Oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. So I don't, yeah. we, the only thing that we write about now or even cover ourselves is Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. Um, other than that. You better not give those up. No, Never. You People can't. ask and we're like, uh, yeah, you right. can't have that. They're no. like, I love The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. I'm like, no. That's cute. Nope. Um, but no, I don't watch any other show live because I don't like enjoy it anymore. Plus, I edit all of the re- the writers' recaps, mm-hmm. and so I know everything that's going to happen anyway. Um, but like, the, the shows I actually enjoy the most, I can't write about, and the shows that 100%. we that we used to write about, I mean, it's just yeah, it makes it really hard to enjoy them. It really does. And we used to write at one point. I think we were recapping, and Lindy and I also when we write or recap, it's part of the whole team thing. We write it together. I don't know how much we actually write a post together anymore, but whenever, like if I write something, Lindy and I are writing it. Yeah. Like it's from the we or, you know, if I have something, like when I had a baby, Lindy did our post for us. Um, we were writing like for six shows at one time, remember? When just it was just Team TSC, just yeah. by ourselves, which was fun. But then when you grow the site, and like you said, we're editing all these posts and there's so much TV to watch. When we find a show that we can watch and not have to recap, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to just sit back and be a fan again. God, I never even knew that was like an aspect. That's, I mean... I mean, yeah, because you have to to think when you're putting that stuff out there, people are looking at you for the correct information. So you don't want to mess up something that happened. Oh, especially Especially with Game of Thrones. We um, remember when I took all that Dayquil (laughs) and whiteboarded, (laughs) not uh, like not on purpose. Well, on purpose, but I was sick and robo tripping pretty much. I had it was like two. We had a, a wall before we turned it into a nursery that was white, white it was whiteboard paint or whatever it was like the lo- is the length of this the length of this table yeah it was this a nine foot table six foot table something we'll go 20 nine. feet long and um <laughs> <laughs> i had outlined so i got the book that george rr R. martin the author of game of thrones had wrote about the mythology behind game of thrones i read the whole thing in like four hours and outlined theories based on what could happen and it literally looks like a beautiful mind like it's that's the level of fandom you have to get to when you want to be an expert i'm just amazed that you could keep up with all the damn names like i remember when i first like the first season that i watched of game of thrones like by the end of it i was like did you say like did you say that in a sense of you haven't watched all of them no i stopped after season three i I knew that was gonna happen these ladies just rolled their eyes I don't, I'm not judging you, but... I've given so up on a lot of things. I actually wrote down, because I do want to know this, and we can sum it up as, as best you can, because I know you guys are huge Game of Thrones. What are predictions for the... It's the last season coming up, right? <sighs> yes. What's going to... I mean, all right, let's go a little bit of a spoiler alert, because these girls are experts. But I want to know, Liz, what's your thoughts on what's going to happen in the next season? If you oh, list, if, if you're huge fans, turn us off right now, by the way. Um, long story short... I think Joffrey's going to die. Oh, my God. Did you say Joffrey? Yeah. <laughs> you're you're way Great behind. theory. Um, Talk about John and Danny. Yeah, okay. Well, with John and Danny, um, I mean, they're both Targaryens, so it's incest, so who cares? I think, uh, long story short, Danny's journey has been to be on the Iron Throne and to rule, and through that journey, she's found out in order to be a great ruler, it doesn't mean that you have to be the ruler. It means you have to do what's in best interest of your people. 
John is on the opposite end. He's always been doing what's on the best interest, what's in the best interest for the people versus trying to be a ruler, which makes him the perfect ruler. So I think she will see that. And um, one of, I don't think he's going to die again because it's kind of like, why? Like, would he die again? You know, his sacrifice, like he kind of wishes he was dead at this point a little bit. So his sacrifice is going to be being on the Iron Throne and her sacrifice will probably be dying in order to put him there in some way. Long story short. Knowledge bomb. Boom. Fabian was just like, I have no idea what's going on, but that I, I was, I was focused on that. Thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. You, you got me. And th- that's both of our theories. Sure. We've talked about that on our, our Game of Thrones podcast. But I also think that the Hound is going to die and become the new Beric Dondarrion since he died yes. and come back to life in a fight with the Mountain. And he's going to come back to life and be like the new Lord of Lights. like uh, Especially with the whole think, fear of fire thing. Yes, and I think Arya is going to wear Jamie's face and kill Ciri, thus, Cersei, thus fulfilling her threefold prophecy from the witch. Whoa. But you can go to purefandom.com. I, and you can go to our game of I just, I just, <laughs> I, this is, this is so corny, but I literally just got chills from like hearing you talk about. But this is what I'm doing. That, so good. That all makes sense. I'm just like, wait, no, that's absolutely yeah. right. We even have many theories on like, like we came up with this Mormon theory about the Mormon family and there's an hour podcast just on that. Like we've, and remember I even put those, uh, I did sound effects. I mean, I was geeking out <laughs> hard. Uh, if if you need some help on like free audio for your podcast, like fun cheesy stuff, I got some all guys. I like it. Yeah. Little soundboards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that little uh, future future of Game of Thrones here. I enjoy that. We have like so a year. Just Ugh. even in that little snippet that you guys gave us, um, just amazes me in terms of how you have to watch something. Um, to, to be able to understand that stuff. Cause my brain just doesn't work that way. When I watch a show, my brain turns off and I'm just, you know, it's just listening to what's going on and, and I'm, I'm hearing what's going on, but I'm not listening, you know, so Which I is good cause you're relaxing and that's what it's supposed to do to an extent. But if you, I, I feel like a lot of other people that watch these same shows, can have insights that I just don't get. Yeah, you know? but I think, I mean, we have to kind of be like an authority of the fandom, so we study other sites, other theories, and we go to these Comic-Cons and we're talking to other fans, and so it's like by having conversations, you come up with these theories, and I mean, I don't think that way about other shows that we don't have to write about. Exactly. I'll say that. <laughs> and that's, well, and it's, it depends on the show. So like with Game of Thrones, part of being an uber fan is to have a theory, you know, yeah. and that's what everyone talks about versus if you're watching, um, I don't know, some sort of like ABC drama, uh, you're going to talk about the drama. If you're watching yeah, you're This Was Us. About, yeah, if you were watching This Was Us, you're just going to talk about the drama. So it depends on the fandom. Game of Thrones is a very, for as popular as it is, it's very quiet in terms of like there aren't a lot of I mean there's a lot of stuff on Twitter but like the uber fans very much prefer to just like absorb where really? yeah like yeah. our bread and butter started with the CW and that's a lot of uh, I wouldn't say teeny bopper shows it's just young adult mm-hmm. um, and we get a lot of uh, hate and negativity on social media for nothing oh God, they, but I mean it's can it's be awful the bullying because you guys watch and cover those shows? They just find anything to be mad about. And there's the thing called shipping, where, you know, you ship a certain couple on a show. And people yeah, will so tear you well apart. Wait, so, so I'm shaking like, my head no. I don't, yeah. so, I, don't know this, I don't know what. So people say, like, some people say, I totally ship 
John and Danny from Game of Thrones. That means like I'm for them. Or some people be like, oh no, I don't ship them. I like ship a relationship. I only uh, ship Danny and Khal Drogo hmm. or whatever. But the people on the CW shows, we could have our writer write an article and just the fact that they maybe spend a couple sentences talking about two characters. You just get eaten alive in social media with people saying the most horrible things about our writers and about <laughs> us for talking about certain. It's an element that you. We got to be on the defense forum. So whenever that does happen to our writers, we're like, hey, listen, rise above it. You know, they're just internet trolls. I was going to say internet trolls. Yeah. There's, they're real. there's no way around that, right? Even when we were and writing they don't for give inter- up. No. And oh, we, EW, ugh. it was brutal. So they get a lot of traffic. So we would have mm-hmm. people commenting on our articles like, you guys are so stupid. You're the worst writer <laughs> oh I've ever God. seen. I mean, like, it was, we had to, remember we finally stopped. And again, something else we learned from our Entertainment Weekly editors, they were like, just don't read the comments, man. And like, don't engage. Ever. Yeah, don't engage ever. So, I mean, where is that fine line? Because... I mean, don't you want to engage, engage with people who do care and who are praising you, but There's then you don't a, yeah. want to engage with people who are negative, right? As long as it aligns with positivity, we embrace it. So, you know, we say someone can someone can disagree with you and say, oh, why do you ship this couple? You know, don't you think she'd be better with blah, blah, blah? That can be a positive discussion, you know. Um, but when they're but, like, hey, you're an asshole, that doesn't make sense at all. You're the worst. And it's pretty, I mean, there's like no gray line. Like people are either really mean or really nice. Um, And we'll say from, you know, pure fandom's voice, like, hey, we're not going to reply to anyone that's being, you know, negative. Like it's just, we're not going to, we don't play that way. Just ignore it. So bringing this back a little bit more um, to personal life, you both are mothers and do this for a living. So how do you find yourself grounded, balanced to not only be in love with these shows and write about these shows and then also run the business, but also um, have children. Mm-hmm. Wine. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, I can tell you there's no shows that I watch live right now. I don't even watch TV right now. It's all, oh, except binge watching Criminal Minds uh, right before I go to bed. And you wonder why you have nightmares. She's always like, oh, my God, I had this horrible nightmare. It was terrible. And I'm like, you watch murder mysteries, but right before you go to sleep. Yeah, they're so good. Um, But, yeah, it's all, I don't even know. You just do it. You find time, prioritize. Um, Honestly, if I didn't have Lindy, I wouldn't still be doing it. Because it's like, there's no way. Like, I, I just know that, like, if she's, especially, I just came off maternity leave. And I know that she picked up a lot of work while I was on maternity leave. Like, I want to be there for her. She wants to be there for me. And that was the whole point of why we got started with this in the first place. It's just taking task by task. When somebody, a writer is like, hey, does this site have screeners for this show? And hey, can you edit this article? And hey, you have to get this up before this time. And this person wants to pay you to write a post, but you got to get the post up and schedule. I mean scheduling interviews like we have a, we do we facilitate a lot of phone interviews for our writers with actors or whatever so just taking it step by step and i mean we empower being them a mom too. it's the same it's just you're even crazier but are there yeah. days where you're just like yep i don't want to do this today We're talking about pure fandom and then you don't end up doing it or are there days yep. where mm-hmm. it's like there are mm-hmm. days when i like literally ignore everything and i have said i i can't <laughs> 
I can't do it. And I don't mm-hmm. respond to anybody until the next day. And I just say, hey, sorry, I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you I take care it. of it the next day. If it's not urgent, some days, if you mentally are like, I can't do this, then don't. And that's the thing for us. Like, if it's ever so unbearable and there's no joy in it, then why are we even why are doing, we doing what it? we're doing? So it's, you have to take time for yourself when you have to. And everything's not going to fall apart just because you take an evening to yourself. And we've been pretty transparent about a lot of that with our writers too. And we built, we try to build a very empowering community. So they get it. Like, it's just like, Hey guys, I'm really busy tonight. I can't. And they're like, okay. And we've also, when we onboard new writers, like we try to really empower them to do stuff ourselves themselves. So it's like, Hey, the goal is to make you a self publisher. So you don't have to wait for me to edit your article. So it puts, you know, kind of the, the ball in their court to make sure they're fixing up their grammar with the edits that we're giving them, learning the pure fandom voice, if you will. Um, so when they promote their stuff on social media, it's it sounds, you know. It's just an emphasis yeah. on training so that they can be self-sufficient so that you can have more time to yourself, teaching people mm-hmm. to manage themselves. And that's the thing with the site that has allowed us to have time for ourselves is making people self-sufficient it runs itself like sometimes I look and I'm like when the hell did we start covering that we teach (laughs) you know like not in a bad way but I'm just like I can't keep anything straight but we also teach people how to be on social media and we give them access to schedule their own tweets so they can take care of the social media aspect that takes a burden off of us as well so really a lot of things take care of themselves it's just kind of the business side of it that is solely on us Mm -hmm. but have you guys ever had a writer go rogue or <laughs> what do you mean by rogue? Yeah, like just disappear, that? ghost us? Uh, disappear or write shittily or not content that you want or that you had to kind of part ways with or, or fire? One. One. And that's it. And we don't even have to. I mean, that was we're one. never going like, to get How do you police one. their content, essentially? Like, is there ever well, a time where you're like reading their stuff and you're like, oh, this sucks? Like, I don't want this anymore. We, we look at almost everything. I mean, yeah. the people that we don't look at anymore are people that have been with us for a couple years we have people that have been with us since the beginning and haven't left and we um for like I mean for like four years you know they've been writing for us and they they know well and I think it's because we try to make our writers feel like um pure fandom is as much yours as it is ours so it is up to you like when a new writer comes on we're like we will give you everything you need to get those Twitter followers or get whatever you want. But it's ultimately up to you to write the post. You know, like if you're not going to publish two times a week like you want to, you're not going to get what you want. Um, I mean, we'll boost your articles on Facebook. You know, we'll pay to promote. We'll do all this. But it's ultimately up to you to get there. And so I think that gives a real motivation to say, hey, okay, I can do this versus writing for, you know, and that's how we get, we compete for other writers will say hey you can go write for a bigger outlet but you may not get as much as much exposure we've had some people leave us and then be like eh, i miss writing for you guys and, and they, they miss back. being a part of the team because well we have slack and everybody supports each other and they call themselves a little family and they talk about their days and we support their personal lives and it's it really is like a family and i think well in any business i think having a, a culture among your employees and having that balance with supporting them in their personal lives is super important. And I think that's why we've retained so many writers and we have so many good writers that represent the, the brand proudly is because we're like a little family. 
And is that something that's happened naturally and has been easy to come by? You, you, you'd think that with people being so remote um, and, and kind of separated and only having, not only having, but, you know, communicating primarily through that Slack line or like email or something like that, that it would be yeah. difficult to create culture. But have you found it to be easy? Yeah, I mean, oh, we genuinely easier. care about them and their personal lives. And we are, ever since the beginning, we realized, I mean, we're grateful to them for what they do for the site and that's genuine and I think Slack really helped create a community before that we did like a Facebook group um, but we just make sure to introduce everybody and share their interests and encourage them to go to each other for support like when we're not available follow each other each on other. Twitter you know you know make sure you're supporting one another and a lot of our senior writers yeah we'll we'll direct to them and say hey they can help you out if Lindy and I like next weekend we'll be at a comic-con so we'll be pretty unavailable um, but like you said, it kind of not forces them, but it kind of creates this environment to be self-sufficient. And, um, you know, it, we're, we're pretty real with them. So they get that we're not like, oh, we're the creators of pure fandom. Like they get it. Like we have kids, we have families. And if they say, hey, I just I was sick and I'm really sorry I couldn't get the recap up. That's OK. Life happens, you know. Yeah. We're to an extent, it's we are lenient with it, and I think also the industry that we're in, we're all a bunch of geeks, and I think a lot of people, it's their little place that they fit in, where they can express themselves in things that they love that maybe they don't get that, you know, every day in the real world. So it's kind mm -hmm. of an outlet for them as well, and I think that that plays a part into it. And that's what I think is so cool about that community of just fandom, and whatever you want to apply that to, is that the people that are obsessed with it. Um, are, are so connected, you know, and they all get so excited about it. So when somebody like you guys comes out and is putting out content, they like thrive on it, you know, and, and go look to it. Um, I'll, I'll give up an embarrassing story here <clears throat> just about me personally, excuse me. Uh, but somebody had posted this podcast called Bitch Sesh, which is a recap of Real Housewife episodes. <gasps> and yes, <laughs> ever since I... I, I, I kind of have been with my wife. I've been obsessed with these shows, like secretly. I pretend that I'm doing other things, but really I'm watching them. And this podcast is just so awesome because they're, they're saying all the things that you're thinking when you're watching it, you know, and that, that kind of pulls you to it. And it's, it's just so funny. So I can see why you guys have been popular and, and why this has been a, like a, a really cool thing to, to create because you want to, to, to have a place, like you said, where, where you kind of fit in and you can geek out on stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the more formal sites, they do kind of cut and dry recaps and reviews and stuff, and our goal was always to be more real and, like you were saying, say what the other fans are, are thinking. So that's kind of always been our approach to it. So that's interesting. Makes it relatable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what's, I, I think that's the hitting the nail on the head there is that you have to make it relatable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that a lot of stuff can come off dry if they're just like giving a black and white recap of something, mm -hmm. you know, you got to come at it from as, your own voice. As professional viewers, have there ever been shows that you've given up on? I struggle with this. I struggle with this I hard. Do it it's like, I feel all like, the time. I feel it's like when I watch something, I'm like I got to watch it until the end. And then it's like, I just wasted 12 hours of my life. All oh, the time. I give... Yeah. What's I, the last one you felt like that about? Okay, so I never finished, don't kill me, but I never finished um, uh, 
Walter White. Why am I blanking? Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say Lost. Breaking I was like, Bad. You told me you finished no, I Lost. Did. Breaking Bad. I never finished Breaking Bad. I didn't That's get okay. all the way through Sons of Anarchy. I'm really bad about giving up shows and going on to something new. But if I watch like two episodes of a show and I'm not ready to like binge the whole thing, I just move on. You I give it care. five. Ep- you give five episodes of first season though, right? No, that's like you don't your do the five episode rule. That's your rule you made up for yourself. Why well, I don't do that. That's it's not for myself. It's for your benefit. You I have to do that. Okay, kind of so, like so how five, I want you to watch five shows episodes for your benefit, of you know? a season. You gotta you, get five episodes. If you're not caught, then you can give up. Yes, give it five. What about a show? And this is gonna hurt your guys' feelings. Uh, a show like Walking Dead that was amazing for some, still amazing, but it's kind of just like the same thing over and yep. over and over and over again. I've, I've not up to date hundred percent. I think we missed this new season that came out or new yeah. half the season. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm dead by walking dead. We've been critical. We've been there. Yeah. We, but we were really critical last season. Season four was rough. Remember and, and last they, season, mm-hmm. but I mean, we can still be critical about it and love it. And I think with the, a show like the walking dead, it's come, it's complex enough that you can talk about underlying themes and character development and say like, here's what we think they should do to make it better. And here's what we love. So a show like that, it's easy to still talk about because it's complex enough, but it's a great show to podcast about. There's definitely other shows where we're like, yeah, no done there's shows we've stopped covering on the site because they just don't have yeah. a following or they're just bad mm-hmm. just are, happens are you guys looking for writers for riverdale oh we got oh, we got t- uh, all the riverdale do you writers. like riverdale i love jared, I love riverdale. jared was oh ready to look for a writing weirdly job addicting, right? oh, it's so addicted but right did now. you see um, it's perverted uh, it's so I it's, love it's it. like varsity blues um, what was that? Dang, 13 you said this reasons. the other day. I was like, yes. what? It's, it's like that. It's like, uh, it's like Dawson's Creek. It's and like the cinematography a too. Yeah. So dark oh, everyone's and redheaded. And it's just <laughs> you gotta go. Do you follow the actor that plays Archie on Instagram? He just hurt his hand and it's swollen the size of watermelon. Really? I'm curious to I'm know what you up. think happened you to his hand. You stalk them on Instagram. Listen. I'm obsessed with Camilla and I haven't seen the last episode Don't tell me either. I have to binge. No, I'm two episodes behind. So am I. I read the recap. Is this good, Riverdale? I oh, love it. It's yeah. really good because it's also it's not just about like it's you mystery murder mystery type, yeah. but like it's not just teen about teen drama. Yeah, so it's just good. there's a lot to it. I'm, thir- I'm 33 and I have I might, yeah. I might go <laughs> into <laughs> it. Like, like, is that is that Thursday on TV night. or is that Netflix? CW. CW. Okay. It's, it, the second season's airing right now, but you can watch the first season on Netflix, which you should do. Which is what yeah, it's what my wife and I do. So do you guys mm-hmm. have a dirty pleasure that you don't like to talk about that you watch? but you watch anyway. I have no shame about what I watch. Me either. Did you have to throw that shame out a long time ago? Yeah. I just think everything, I don't know. I don't do reality shows, which are typically people's guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch a lot of Criminal <laughs> Minds before bed. That's fine. You mentioned Mindhunter earlier. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that oh, yeah. yet. It's so good. I know it's really I need good. to. It's, it's like, what, 10 episodes? Yeah. or It's like a shortened series it's a netflix series it's not a documentary though right like it's a fiction no, but based on real life events. based on real life but thrown in with it's like a crime drama but also kind of details how the serial killers from the past how people started okay like how the term serial killer came about yeah. and how they came about uh how the fbi categorized yeah. different personality traits and different ways of you know, the psychology behind individuals who it's it's like they created a department within the FBI. It's it's good. It's gonna mess with. Trying, me. I'm not trying not to give away too much, but like you should give. watch um, Luther if you like. I heard that. Oh. She's obsessed with. It. I know I need it's Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. 
Jinx. <laughs> you guys are on the same page. <laughs> Anyways. We spend way too much time together. But yeah. Any like cheesy sci-fi is my guilty pleasure. Like I'm talking like. Like Weird Science. Do you remember that show? Duh. Weird Science. Like but that's a, that's a cult classic. Yeah. So, so that that brings me actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. You, you got like an awesome accent on that. That's a cult classic. Cult like, classic. Um, I mean, and, and I think that this has, has become somewhat popular with the rise of the Gilmore Guys podcast. And oh, yeah. there's, oh, I, I heard them. apparently a, a Babysitter's Club Club podcast. What? Yeah. Um, have you guys thought about going back and recapping old shows? We, we do. Mm-hmm. We do Uh-oh. that sometimes. And then more than anything, we do posts. Well, how old? Any, any Star Trek back in oh, the day, okay. Buffy, okay. Um, Firefly. God, I feel like yeah, Firefly. For we've done no, no. It's not it's a silly question. I think it's well, we don't recap it like the Gilmore guys do. It's more nostalgic posts. Like, hey, um, this is kind of a generic one, but ten of Buffy's best moments from whatever season or X reasons we still love Buffy and whatever love interest. Okay, um, because those fandoms are still. With Netflix, honestly, because of streaming TV, those fandoms have found revival. Because you have a platform and place to peop- to talk about it, I guess, yeah. you know? Because I was thinking more of like, you know, Saved by the Bell, you know, going back oh. and starting at season one and then just re- <laughs> recapping those episodes yeah. as if they were happening live. That I think, would be a great show to yeah. do it on because that show is just... You should do it. Well, I, I had this I- at one point. I had this idea of like a bar slash liquor store, and I, I thought I was so cool with this concept to just always have episodes of Saved by the Bell going on. Because like, when I was going to college, I would watch that show before class, and when I was in high school, I'd watch that show when I go back home in the morning. I just like that's one of those shows that I go back to. I'm just like Saved by the Bell, awesome. But I just didn't know. Well, I think if you should. doing that. What makes a great pod, and even if someone is doing it, what makes a great podcast is the host. So if you love it and you have something to say about it, I mean, there, yeah. are, there are a million Walking Dead podcasts. You know, we still podcast about Walking Dead, you know, or yeah. Game of Thrones, especially Game of Thrones with Theory podcasts. So kind of like find your spin, which we found. So the spin, I guess, on our podcast is that, you know, we argue, we can read each other well. Um, We've been doing it for a really long time. So a lot of people will say like, oh, well, we know Lindy is blah, 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 blah. Or Liz like, likes know blah, she's blah. overcritical and she's mean about everything. No, that's just what you say. I just say that you are willing to speak on things some people are not. You told me I was a bad person. You were a bad time. person when you said that you would pick Negan over saving me because it was easier. I'm about survival. Jared, <laughs> we need to get in some. You're a bad person, Jared. Yeah. That's my, uh, <laughs> not so I'm fun. I'm a bad person, too. You're not a bad person. I just think in an apocalypse, you probably would be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kill everyone. Save myself. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I'm kind of stealing some of our rapid fire questions Let's here, but I've been, I've been oh, wanting yeah. to, well, these are ones I added. So okay. um, what is your all time favorite TV show, Liz? Like Buff- Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Lost. I was going to answer that for you. Oh, shit. Sorry. With those answers. Really? What's idea. Lindy's? Do you know Lindy's? Doctor Who. Yes. Doctor Who. I've never Doctor seen Who Lost. We should try to answer for each or other. Or Doctor Who. Ooh, let's answer for Can each other. Can we answer for each Can other and that? see how well we yeah. know each other? Wait, Actually, Jared, like Jared, what's your favorite show? Yeah. Favorite TV show ever? Yeah. Oh, God, I mean, it depends on the genre. It depends on, like, is it no. premium TV or is it just... You're on an show. island Come on. and you have one show you can bring with you. 
well, you just talked about Saved by the Bell, and that brought back memories. But like Game of Thrones, I could sit there all day yeah. and watch. Really? Oh yeah. Even with something that's got spoilers that you already know how it's gonna. Oh, every really time we watch you, it yeah. before every season, my husband and I. We'll rewatch I mean, it. Lost. Although knowing how Lost ends, which is the most, I know, difficult thing in the world. Like you I love Lost. Lost was the first TV show that I ever like binged hard. It was like I have so to watch good. every Thursday night at this exact time. I'm sitting down on a, on a you know, actually in college. Mm-hmm. We I might even watch them together. Like, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> back then, uh, it was really important to me. So, what about you, Fabian? You know, I, obviously, Say by the Bell was very um important to me i don't know why but it but it was who is your who's your persona ac slater bro yeah i figured come on knew now. it i was about to I ask if that's like who you turtle. wanted to be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> that chick with the motorcycle jacket she was boss tara yeah what was her name tara tara right yeah. I, d- I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, but that you you knew that. Don't act like you didn't know Tara? that. Tara? Tara? Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Just popped into name? my mind. But, <laughs> I don't you know, know how. La- last week's episode, we were talking about Boy Meets World, and I got to thinking about that, and then, like, step by step, like, these were all shows that step were on, like, TGIF. Day like, by day, day by day. Like, I have yeah. fond memories of my dad bringing home Little Caesars Pizza and me watching Save by the, or not, not Save by the Bell, uh, Step by Step and, like, Family Matters. Oh, man. See, that's fandom. We should. All right. I'm going to, on your website, when it asks, do you want to write for us? I'm going to hit yes. Yeah. I'm going to stop hitting no. You can You're right. We do have a pop-up. Yeah. I know. I need to fix the permissions on that. It pops up every time. Every time I go to the website after I close it out. Damn it, it just did it to me, too, when I went to your website. It's supposed to only do it if you haven't visited. And get anyways, Rick on it. I'll get Rick on it. I'll get Rick on it. So Rick and Morty. Do you guys have a Rick and Morty? No. Rick and Morty. Fandom. Um, no. We don't have anybody covering no. it. I know it's a big show, but I'm not a animated uh, series person. So unless somebody specifically asks to cover it, I don't know what's going on in the animated yeah. world. Fabian, you found your in. There you I, go. I don't watch it. I just know it's a uh, show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Say it by the no. bell. I already told you. Okay. So. Got it. Gotcha. So talk about Indianapolis a little bit. Um, do you guys enjoy the city? I know you guys both came here to college, and yet you're still here. Why are you still here? I got stuck, <laughs> man. I got stuck. I tried to move back to North Carolina, then I got married, so now I'm stuck and I live in the burbs. You need to move downtown. I can't. Yes. I don't like it. I don't like people. I don't like traffic. I can't do it. And where do you, what, what's up? I live in Noblesville. Is that what you're And you don't like traffic? No. Not like mm. downtown. Like even uh, coming here, I was like, oh my God, is there going to be a parking spot? I'm thinking about one-way streets. I can't <laughs> do it. I can't. I can't do it. She likes Burbia. I need to live like out. I can't. So Liz, we'll we'll direct this at you. You're <laughs> a downtowner. Yeah, what, what, I love it. What brings you back to Indianapolis over and over and over again? Um. Well, I've lived within the same three blocks for what over a decade. I will not leave Old Northside. I love it so much. <laughs> um. I just. I don't know. I think uh, it was the first we've, I've seen the city grow, which is sounds super cheesy, but it's been awesome. Like if you would have said ten years ago when we were in college. That yeah. oh, north yeah. of 16th Street would be what it is now. You'd be like, uh, no, that's ghetto over there. <laughs> that's true. That's um, ghetto over there. Like, no, seriously. Like, it was pretty like, rough. Like, don't go there. Yeah, yeah don't go. <laughs> um, and, you know, now I live at 17th in Alabama. And I love it so much. I think it's, I just love watching the city grow. And a lot of it is because it's a lot of independent businesses. We're seeing friends like you guys, you know, launch your own businesses. Um, 
And it's fun because we run our own business from here, and I know we don't have a specific office that's not Lindy's address. But we proudly say that we're from based yeah. here. And we love it. You know, we leverage Indianapolis sponsors. So um, Downtown Comics based here in Indianapolis, they're our sponsor. And there's just so much to do. And I, I really, really love it. And where does Gen Con rank in terms of the con of cons? It's pretty big. It's huge for gaming. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like board games. Gotcha. So um, video games. And is board there games. is there any intersection between a Comic Con and Gen Con? I've never been to either. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I mean, Gen Con's kind of like San Diego Comic Con where it's a it's its own beast. It's yeah. like I mean, people plan big trips around Gen Con. Yeah. Like that's their big thing. At a general so Comic like Con Yeah. At a general Comic Con you're gonna get more just diverse like pop, group pop of people stuff, like you guys right? would yeah. go just because you're like oh man Val Kilmer is going to be there I'm going to yeah. go sit and watch him do a whatever because you like him you know it's you know yeah yeah so we've been drinking wine tonight let's and yeah. so we're, we're going to talk expensive about, so we <laughs> in our email chain I think we we try to stick to under 599 uh, I don't remember Lindy if it was you or Liz uh, who said that they were experts in five ninety nine or less wines? Not me. So I, I, I have a feeling they're being facetious, but I, I, I tried to stick to that criteria. So uh, I will explain what we have. We have some lovely Pinot Noir from Underwood. It's a silver can. It's beautiful. It reminds me of beer. Um, and we've, if you guys haven't had that, have you filled? It's delicious. Uh, we have a black box premium wines. Cabernet Sauvignon. It's delicious. It, they they really Ooh, are. I, they they have all wait, been good. That was my second favorite. This was your second favorite. The black box. Yeah. And wait, then, was this your first? No, this one. Oh, Which Nineteen one Crimes is awesome. The have ni- you had it before? That's black box. Yeah. So Nineteen Crimes is cool because the, it's at an actual crime on the wine label. So we'll, we'll did get you, into you that. Okay, yeah. we're gonna. So did you know that? The other one. Let me explain this real quick. It's Thanks. Nineteen Sorry, Crimes. Did I steal your no, 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 no. You're you all did. good. It's. I just want to say what it is. It's uh, the Uprising. It's a red wine. And the reason I got this one is for Jared. He's obsessed with rum right now. So this was aged 30 days in rum barrels. But I'll, oh. I'll let you tell the story behind 19 Crimes. It's pretty cool. I saw it online somewhere. Did you Have you heard of this before, Liz? Yeah. We were actually um, gifted a bottle and someone told us about 19 Crimes. It's cool. So it uses... Um, augmented reality. Yes. Augmented reality. You can download an app. Uh, have you not done this yet? Wait, what's I just oh. knew that there was so a crime. You don't know the real. So we're gonna what? do we're gonna do this live right now. Yes. So I downloaded. Wait, so okay. So, so you this. download the app. I'm gonna try on, to get this close to the microphone. Jared's on your phone. It. Liz, watch. AR. Holy shit! That is so I, cool. Have so they always done that? Oh my god. Right? So what just happened was I used my phone and you could download an app and then the bottle actually, the label tells the guy us. The starts talking to you. It's just like, it's like, like Harry Potter. Yes. yes. Dude, I. That is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my We childhood. planned this just for you guys. We had no idea. Well, it's I funny. Is you, oh God, I did not know that. I saw this on Facebook yeah. or some news outlet like a week or two weeks ago and then Fabian brought this bottle and I was like, dude, did you hear about that? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I think that's the bottle that tells a story on the front. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I found a, <gasps> uh, a news clip at some other city, and they actually interviewed the company. They're from Australia, um, and that's what it is, augmented reality something. It's AR, ARM or something like that. Dude, my so mind is so blown. I, know, right I now. just thought, I never actually read the back of the bottle. I thought that the crime was on the back of the bottle. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was 
Did no, I, the person tells a story. I, I was just halfway through the story because you heard me. Remember, you probably saw that earlier. Yeah, but I didn't. Right? No, I didn't yeah. see you do it, so but I wasn't sure. What that was is happen. so cool. Yeah. I I'm gonna pick up a bottle on the way home. I'm gonna pick up all the bottles, right? <laughs> all nineteen. And there's supposed to be real stories about Australian criminals, I believe. There's is criminals what the, from Australia. Well, know, they right? used to ship. Do you know the story behind that? No. So my husband lived in Australia for a few mm. years, mm-hmm. and he was in a wedding there. So we got to go. It was super awesome, and um. Oh, he's going to kill me. I forget the actual name of the like prison there. But um, Europe used to send their prisoners to Australia. like th- So it was basically like a prison. And we went and visited where they sent them all. Um, but yeah, a lot of them did some like pretty sketchy shit. That's why Australia is so savage in the best way possible, of course. Oh, yeah. Of you course. try to order like drip coffee there and they will cut you. I've never been. But it is I've flat whites heard. for life. Whoa. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like I was like, I just want like some shitty black coffee, and everyone like everything would just stop. Hey, mate. Me. No shitty coffee. All right, no we're gonna coffee. we're gonna yeah. dial us back wine. into the wine. Let's. Uh, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys said you're quote unquote experts in, in in red wine. What what do you typically drink? Uh, my favorite of all time is a Cab Franc. Ooh, high five. That is my all-time favorite, but Same. that's like once in a blue moon. So usually it's like yellowtail purple label or... Is that the Shiraz? Yes. Yes. Um, or... No, I think actually I signed up for Wink. My oh. husband did. Have you yeah. used that? No. It I've used heard of it though. It Jared's used like to be called... It was called something else, but now it's called Wink. And it's awesome because it's 30 bucks a month, I think. And you get four bottles of wine. And they're all like 10 to $15 range. Nice. And they'll come with... A recipe card so it'll be like hey this one's really good for cooking with this type of food and um you can say like i don't like white or i don't like rosés or i want to try all sorts of different stuff so they'll send like canned rosé they sent one time um they'll do a bunch of random stuff it's really cool i love it i don't i, have, I don't ever drink wine i haven't in a really long time which is crazy because that's how our friendship started i used to drink a lot of wine um you love yourself a nice classy cocktail though and i respect you for that i do give me a lychee martini whoa and she'll enjoy it too it's not like oh i just want a classy cocktail and i'm gonna down it like she's gonna talk about the give me something with it. elderflower in it <laughs> oh my God. There, you, we, are you had one cocktail with elderflower <laughs> and no. now you're like i that had an not, elderflower cocktail that is not true it's a common ingredient in martinis and i've had it often often <laughs> <laughs> Often. Okay, when we're in Austin, I want to have some of this elderflower. Well, you got to find it. We got to go to a classy place. Okay. If you guys had to vote, 19 Crimes, Underwood, and Black Box. What's your one? What's your two? What's your three? 19 Crimes wins. Yeah. What's your two? For taste as well as... That's being amazing. Black Box, for me, is two. No, two is Underwood. Underwood is too much... Really? You think... Let me have another sip. Too you much, you too like much darker. Can. You like um like when can. you like a red. You like a darker red though. This is a Pinot Noir. Yeah. So I'm not surprised this isn't your next one. Are you trying to sway my? Decision? I know. Can no. she have her own opinion, please? I thought we were answering for each other. True. Oh. They did say that. That was earlier. They, right. they did. Don't stick up for her. <laughs> so <laughs> Linda, you're black- going 19 crimes one, black box two, yes. Underwood three, Liz. 19 Crimes, Underwood, then Black Box. Got it. I think Black Box and Underwood are kind of even, though. To me, they're kind of 19 Crimes presentation, though. They got a freaking augmented reality app. Like, that's yeah, how cool shit. is that label? Um, and, it ta- and it tastes the best, honestly. 
Well, I, I like think that best. rum barrel that it was in, I mean, it does something to it. It makes it that much sweeter. And I don't know if that's what's coming through, but that's what I'm tasting. Mm-hmm. I wrote down sweetness on that one. Yeah, it's, it's super good. It's the one that has like, in my opinion, when you're actually drinking it, it like coats your mouth and just tastes the best when it's going down. Um, I think the black box has got something in it that's kind of peppery that I really enjoy. So Black Box would be number two for me. And that Underwood is, I don't know, it, it's, it's very light. Um, Tastes like it came from a can. Mildly fruity. Yes. I, I don't get any of that at all. You get like the soda bite in the back of your mouth. I agree. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I'll go back and say I'm super basic, so I like the sweet stuff. And There's that 19 Crimes was. Basic. Liz, favorite place to grab a coffee? Ooh. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, My boot. My new favorite place is actually our friend's place, 22nd Street Diner oh, nice. in Indianapolis. Um, for convenience and flavor, uh, <laughs> when you pull up, which is really great, whether right on you're, the side, right there, on, yeah, yep. right on the side, whether you're in your car, there's always a spot right there on 22nd Street. Or when I walk um, with my daughter and dogs, it's easy to like walk down there, pick up a coffee, come back. They have the uh, dark matter coffee out of mm-hmm. Chicago, which is delicious. And they have some super cool branding too, so I just love the bags. Um, but the guy that usually this makes is a hyper local podcast, by the way. Yeah, hyper local podcast. I'm just kidding. The guy that makes usually makes my coffee. He used to he did a stint at um, Open Society in Broad Ripple. That's your place, Lindy. And remember, did you have their um, cafe meal? The peanut no no the um, peanut butter they had like a peanut butter latte or cappuccino or something they took it off the menu and he always made it he looks exactly like Jeremy Piven and talks like him <laughs> I haven't actually told him that actually, yeah about. he right he <laughs> looks too. like Jeremy Piven and he made the freaking best peanut butter uh, whatever it was anyways that barista is the shit Twenty Second Street Twenty Second Street Diner what about you Lindell? drink culture alumni mine is a well I drink coffee from my house every day but. Well, the best coffee I've ever had was from Open Society, and they have a cafe meal there, and that's the only thing I've ever gotten there because it's the most delicious thing I've ever Wait, tasted. Wait, what's cafe meal? I thought you were saying that Honey? was like a menu item. It's infused with like that a, and like yeah. a bunch of other crazy stuff, and it takes them like 15 minutes to make it, yeah. and it's so satisfying. It's so delicious. So you know it's it good. Out. Yeah, it's so good. Lindy, favorite actor or actress of all time? Uh, oh shit, that's a tough one. Sorry, uh, man. Who's mine? Your fa- oh, am I answering? You can. Again? You can do that. I'm okay. Oh, with that. favorite of all time. Oh shit, David uh, Tennant. I guess. I, but I think it's more about the fandom. I think if we're talking about someone that you appreciate the acting, um, Bruce Willis, because of the <laughs> Fifth <laughs> Element. Okay. No, it's too hard. I love Zoe Deschanel a lot. I would, yeah, I would say Zoe Deschanel. Okay. You I love, love her. her. I'm She's yeah. great. Yeah. Zoe you, Deschanel. Do you listen to She and Him? Do you listen I to do. any music? Yeah. There, I do. I love them. And also their Christmas album yes. is the best. I have it on vinyl, I think. I, I've got like the regular albums on vinyl. I don't know if I have the Christmas album. I really but it's so good. have to. <laughs> it's kind of like throaty. Oh, yeah. Well, well it's, it's total old throwback. School. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, well, yeah, I was say, let's flip this. Liz, uh, Lindy, guess hers. TV or movie? Or all uh, everything, either, anything, no, just I can't actor, pick actress. For you. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Sam Mitch, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller. Did I nail it? Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller, that was Buffy. my girl back in the day. She was in all Hell the movies. Hell yeah, she's bay as shit. She's still around. 
Oh yeah, she's had launched her own cookbook. Um, I pre-ordered it and got one of the signed versions. What? Uh, I don't bake, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I know what she did last summer, right? Oh hell yeah! Wait, her. is that the name of the book? I don't bake, but I'm gonna, or is that just you? No, but I'm going to make a cookbook. <laughs> that's that's that. his new mantra. That's my new mantra. And her and Freddie Prinze Jr. are like still together, and they just like are they love Freddie Prinze? Yeah, they have two kids, and they both left Hollywood to do like private ventures. No and shit. They're friggin' awesome. He's been on Rogan's her. podcast a, a bunch. He's I have oh, a new yeah. respect for Freddie Prinze. He's a cool dude. Yeah, his podcast is really funny. It's, Joe Rogan? Um, or Freddie Prinze? No, Freddie Prinze. I'm going to look it up for you right now. It's uh, because he was just on, I think, the Today Show about it because it was the 10th or... No, I'm sorry. Oh, God. 20th anniversary of She's All That. <laughs> and so... Oh, wow. Yes, it was. Yeah, did that make you guys feel old? Makes me feel old. Um, Prince and the Wolf podcast. Prince spelled. Oh, and Josh Prince. Wolf, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's a really great podcast. It's a good one. So, yeah, same itch for show. I nailed it. Mm-hmm. Duh, come on. Lindy, I think you might have an interesting answer for this one since you're in the burbs. Favorite restaurant? Okay, this is my chance to shine, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. Write this <laughs> down. If you say Carrie Tavern. No. God, no. Okay, so in Westfield, in downtown Westfield, if Ooh. you've never been there. Ooh. I think I know. It. Right no, off sorry. of the main street, they have a street that they've been building up with some really I good know, new spice. local farm-to-table restaurants. Uh, Rail Epicurean. Yes. Yes. Okay, you've been there? I've been to both places. That place Chiba and then the, in Italian uh, House? Yes. Okay, I haven't been to Italian House, so but I good. went to Chiba. It's a new I've not been there. Uh, sushi Asian place, and the outside area is huge in Westfield and it's beautiful yeah so they they have this street they have a Greek's pizzeria they have a rail epicurean which is a farm-to-table restaurant it's like a nicer restaurant so good. um they have one of their specialties is the pork chop it like it. falls apart in your mouth and tastes like bacon and <laughs> the the chef changes the menu often it's one of the coolest most delicious places I've ever been they have an Italian restaurant right beside it and then they have Chiba the sushi place that I tried the other day and um, it's a really great atmosphere the street they have outdoor spaces with string lights everywhere and it's like a poppin new little place and I highly recommend that area what's it called again a rail rail epicurean rail epicurean just google rail westfield (laughs) yeah when we went there it was like that street was still so under construction Mm -hmm. um so they've it's good to hear that it's coming together. They've they've added two. They've added Sheba. I think open this summer, and they have live music out back, and they have an extra house that it's it's in old houses like Broad Ripple yeah. style, um, and they have an outdoor area where they even have like a old shed kind of type thing, like a pool house yeah. that they've converted into a bar. So they've got like their main restaurant, an outdoor patio, like a pool house that's a bar and a stage. That's it's what really the Italian cool. house does, and it's awesome. Really? We ate in the garage, yeah. And then a bar back there. No, we live in Zionsville. Oh, <laughs> See, nice. I know he's a he's a, he's a foe. <laughs> you guys were making me feel bad for I being worked in the downtown. burbs and I work downtown. Oh, whatever. I live downtown. What about you? My favorite what restaurant? In Indy? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is a podcast all about downtown New York. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm a new mom, and we're going on like eight o'clock. So. Okay, okay, okay. Um, no, I'm not saying I need to go. I'm just saying like my brain's <laughs> shutting down. Um, I would say Festiva still. Yep, it's a good it's one. So good. Have you had there. their brunch yet? I no, I'm not actually. 
Oh, we were just there last Friday. It I think, is or so fire. You have to go. Cocktails and food. You've been there. Are we going to talk about brunch next? Because I have a. You bought my birthday dinner yes. when we went there. That's oh, really? I was there? You, yeah. you and hey, Noel. Yeah, these That's are when you gave me my tarot questions. cards. Oh, sorry. Okay. These are yeah, rapid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Favorite brunch. Yes. Go. Favorite brunch. Okay. So, have you heard of the new Ironworks Hotel? Yes. Okay. So, it's amazing. They have the. Whatever Rise, right? Is Rise, yes. yes. So we stayed there just for like a weekend away, but actually in town. And Rise is absolutely delicious. And the what the rapid fire, rapid. Oh, and the other restaurant there attached is good as well. <laughs> what about you, Liz? <laughs> rapid fire, Festiva. For brunch, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. No, you didn't have to stop. I was just teasing you. Right, right, right. Keep going. I'm good. No, that's enough. Provision. No, that's enough. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> That's what it was, yes. It's absolutely amazing. It's really expensive and really good. Okay. So you know it's good because it's expensive. Okay. Favorite movie of all time, Liz? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. All right. Star Wars. I wouldn't have guessed that. For nostalgia and uh, directing and uh, it's rapid fire and I'm sorry. Wait, what's my weird one? That's my ultimate. For a movie? Jaws. Come on. You know this. Well, Fifth Element, no. for sure. Earth Girls Are Easy. Thank you. Jodie Foster. Too. Oh fuck! Uh, contact. Um, yes. Contact. Oh my god, that's contact. my jam. Because, because, Watch and I know this month. is rapid fire, but I'm gonna rapid fire this. <laughs> when I, when Lindy and I first started becoming friends in college, I'm not kidding. If you said the word alien around her, she would fucking freak out, like lose her mind. She saw Contact. <laughs> she loves aliens now. Aliens are the jam. They're gonna come down, and Such she's gonna be movie. one of those people like an Independence Day that's like has a poster welcoming them. Like it changed her life. So since Liz has to go to bed, we've got two more questions. Um, this one we have to ask because this is the first time we asked this one on the show. But what is the strangest thing you've seen at a Comic-Con before? Um, I feel like you guys have seen some weird shit. And I, I'm going to say, and I know you guys don't mean this in a negative way at no, all. No, no, But no. for listeners, I want them to know like what all of us think by weird it's like that's like an honor at a comic-con yeah. so like pushing the limits so um coolest weirdest most creative thing we've ever seen um i love when people do mashups and one time someone did uh alien you know ridley scott alien they made alien but it sounds unoriginal but the intricacy of the costume was so amazing they made an alien and predator like morph costume and how hard it is to actually make that like this guy was like welding shit it was incredible i mean the the lengths people go to build this is just their costumes are awesome so that would be my favorite i don't know about weirdest because nothing is really weird anymore i think we've been desensitized i know um well i guess most like yeah most most original at san diego comic-con not this past year but the year before there was a bubba fett and he was dressed as boba fett Boba Fett, but as like a Bubba. That like, was our buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Jameson. Who mm-hmm. does what is a Bubba? But like he was like redneck oh. Boba Fett. So he's That's Bubba awesome. Fett. That's yeah. the only thing I could think of because nothing is like, we see so many like naked people. Yeah, there like are a lot of weird naked things. people. Furries? Do you see Lots a lot of, of people with tails? That's no? a whole other That's beast. another thing. <laughs> That's another thing. No, there's furries. a different podcast. Yeah, and I, yeah. I wanted uh-huh. to clarify myself. I didn't mean like weird as in like. No, people I totally are weird. No, like, we I know. meant like. I no. meant like original, but like I agree with you. I don't want listeners 100%. or people no, no, to no, be no, like, no. And, oh. I, and we know that's what you meant, so we wanted to clarify it for yeah. other listeners because I like creative we, is the creative, word. Creative, yeah. Because but weird, like when we say it, it's a compliment. But some people that does that don't yeah. know about comic. And I tried to think like, of like weird things that have even happened, but I can't think of anything. 
I'm sure if, if we would have given you that one, you probably because yeah. we're a part of the weird. <laughs> Maybe we are right? the weirdest thing that happens, like, so we're not these able. These girls to. put on a panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, recommendation for a future guest. <gasps> Rack that brain. Do you want them to be local? Uh, yes. Ideally. 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 Okay, that's like part of the the culture. Pun intended. Indianapolis uh, drink. Indianapolis. Ooh. Oh, Snapple. Mine is a Gwen. I think her name is Gwendolyn, the woman that just opened Cake Bake Shop earlier this okay. year. Okay, I've been there. Yeah. So, because she does all the decorating herself too, and you should see her website. It's like on point. Her whole marketing. She shuts down. Well, I took you there for the first time, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I went. I mean, it's incredible, and it's in like an immediate success. Mm-hmm. I think what she's They're done is They're doing a pop up at like Disney World. What? Yeah, last time we were there, um, when my mother-in-law was in town, it was like right before Halloween, so they had all the Halloween stuff up, and one of the servers there was telling us that they're doing a pop-up at Disney. It'd be a great place to do your podcast at, and I think they just decorated for Christmas, so you could cover that. And they have a back room that is, it's like kind of like their private. event room in private. And it's I see really that cool. she does several interviews, so she'd be... Yeah, she has connections to a ton of famous people, so hook us up after you yeah. talk to her. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And you? <gasps> That's such you a great so one. You know so many people, oh. so many entrepreneurs. Yeah, I guess. I'm going to have to marinate on that. But there, are, yeah, there are a ton of like. Is your husband fun? I was about to say. I'm about what to say. Um, PackSafe. PackSafe, if you have them on there. Uh, Eric and Brian are hilarious. For the tech community. For the tech community. We were trying to get into yeah, the tech. Yeah, um, they would we 100% do it. And they're awesome. Um, they actually just did this really cool thing. Um. Ooh, and their uh, Adam moved back, the uh, head of uh, product there. Um, so if you had him and Eric on, they do these really cool hackathons where they just like challenge their developers to come up with like crazy concept shit. And uh, they just did a bunch of cool stuff where they like programmed an Alexa to do something that their product does. <laughs> oh, nice. uh, you know, they did like um, this cool like face recognition thing where you could like smile to accept a contract. And it's, I mean, it's all concept tech, but like, they try to, that's a part of like their, I'm going to soapbox them for a minute yeah. because I'm really proud of them. But they do a lot of um, like think crazy, innovative. like out of the box, innovative stuff. And they've both so also come cool. from really big companies where they were a big part of them yeah. and they left to create their own thing, which I think is really cool. Yeah. The, uh, hence taking your own trash out, you know, being oh, yeah. humbled a little yeah. bit, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Those are two good recommendations. Yeah. So You're we'll welcome. close it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you I know, have a really good connection to the PackSafe guys, so oh, just let me perfect. know. Perfect. <laughs> Put us in touch. Um, so we'll wrap it up here with <clears throat> some plugs and, and social media. So where can people find you, follow you, see what's going on? This is like when I, what I do after the end of every podcast. Thanks so much for <laughs> listening. You can follow us on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, I don't. No, actually, let's, I do let's do go, that ahead. go ahead and do that voice. Do the voice. Do um, the voice. But I do that. Okay. First of all, the voice is your voice. No, and I'm not talking about that voice. I'm just saying do your radio voice. Uh, oh, okay. There's she a voice that. Uh, please. That's a whole other It originated please. from college. Please. Yes. Um, okay. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at pure underscore fandom. Also find us on Facebook. Like us. If you want to write for us, email Lindy, L-I-N-D-I, or Liz at purefandom.com. If you want a podcast, blog, or if you have another original idea, purefandom.com is the place for you. Thanks so much. And until next time, capes out. <laughs> we have a lot of that work to do. Best. Yes, seriously. We have a we lot of work have to that. do. Well, it used to be I only say out. the last line, otherwise I'd be like, I I'm, I'm the last line person, too. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You're, w- Lind- I, think, I feel like the connection it. is Lindy, Jared, 
Yeah, we're baby. like the that's bad like, people that just like sit and no. let them do like yeah. the intro and the. What you were doing? Books. That is me before every podcast because Lindy will be like, Liz, Liz, Liz. Oh, look, I did this, 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 and I'm like, I'm sound checking. <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell a splitter is. Hey, you are a dongle expert now. Dongle. I do. I learned what dongles were last year. Now I carry three that are yours. That's right. Thank you guys so much for. Yeah, being this has been. <laughs> no, this is. We awesome. started talking Seriously. about dongles, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> This, this one's done. Uh-huh. So thank you guys seriously so much. This has been an awesome conversation. Um, you guys are great hosts. This is like, great. You're way more prepared than we are for any podcast. We're really I unprofessional. That. We yes. apologize. Oh. No, no, this is awesome. great. So um, again, as a reminder for anybody listening, uh, you can follow us at DRNKCLTR on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, visit our website for all the show notes that Jared spends endless amount of time curating. And that's uh, DRNKCLTR.com. As always, drink culture, stay woke. Thank you. Thanks, ladies.